Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Friday, May 27, 2022. Our bit today is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7b, which says, For God loveth a cheerful or joyful giver. Now, it's a wet and cloudy Friday morning, but nonetheless, the populace is still shouting, TGIF, thank God it's Friday and the weekend is finally here. <laughs> and you know, that's although most of them only had a four-day work week with the Victoria Day holiday on Monday past. But such is the nature of the human animal that even if we only had to work two days a week, we'd still be proclaiming the end of the work week. Uh, it, it, it just... We don't like work at all. And today, the Lord has put it on my heart to talk about how he loves a cheerful giver. Bro Paul said it in his second missive to the church at Corinth. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully, or with blessings or generously, and that comes from 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Yes, friends, as the scholars tell us, one's return is determined by his investment, and they reference Proverbs eleven twenty four, Luke 38, and Galatians 6, 7. But while it does not suggest indiscriminate giving, it does denote unrestrained giving, meaning that we don't have to just give away everything we have, but we must give and it must be generously with a pure and unadulterated heart. As Bro Paul continues, every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, that's compulsion, for God loveth a, caref- a cheerful or joyful giver. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And yes, my fellow saints, does our God ever love a person who gives with a cheerful heart? Because it reminds him of himself, of how he's given to us so generously, right down to the sinless life of his only son, Jesus Christ. And now the scholars explain that verse by stating that the cheerful giver is to have a willing heart and a sincere desire to participate in the offering. Paul is not so much interested in their money, nor is God for that matter, as the passage from Proverbs 22.9 indicates. Giving is not a joke. It is serious business. But it is a delightful experience all the same. And it surely is. For when you give with a generous and willing heart, a spirit of thankfulness and satisfaction rises up in you, knowing that you have sincerely helped someone else. You've done what Christ commanded. Love your neighbor, at least to some small extent. Bro Paul then explains why it is so important to give 
and to give with a good heart, as he says. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And that's taken from 2 Corinthians 9, 8. In other words, when you give generously and with a willing heart, God, who is the source of all things, will make sure that you are never lacking in, in anything, will bless you bountifully, and thus enable you to keep on doing good works in his mighty name. Like Jesus said in Luke 6.38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give unto your bosom or pocket. For with the same measure that ye meet or use, withal it shall be measured to you again. And that's the living truth, my people. However we give, whatever measure we use to give, the same measure will be used to give back to us. So if we use a generous measure to give, then a generous measure will be used to return to us. And that's just the way of God's kingdom. You reap what you sow. As Paul plainly said to the Galatians, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's taken from Galatians 6, 7. However, a lot of us foolishly think and believe otherwise. We think we can sow evil or sow sparingly and yet reap a bountiful harvest of good. But those who think so will be in for a big surprise come the day of Jesus, if not before. And these two verses from Proverbs 22 admirably bring the right perception to the matter. They say, first of all, he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity or trouble, and the rod of his anger or wrath shall fail or perish. Meanwhile, he that hath a bountiful or generous eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. And that's taken from Proverbs 22, 8 to 9. Now, it couldn't get any clearer than that, my people. But Cousin Saul tries hard to do so in Proverbs 11, 24 to 28. So please read it. That's your homework for today. Because I want us to go out with these magnificent verses from Paul's letter to the church at Galatia where he continues with the act of sowing and reaping. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corrupt, corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And that's Galatians 6, 8. Yes, my brethren, when we conduct ourselves by the evil dictates and desires of our sinful nature, thus practicing the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of carnality, eventually we will be rewarded with eternal destruction. However, when we conduct ourselves with the enabling help of the Spirit, 
will be rewarded with eternal life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That's if we do not lose heart. And that's Galatians 6.9. Oh, friends, it's only a matter of time before we reap our sure reward. So please, let's not stop doing good now. Let's not faint and lose heart, as Paul says, as we therefore have opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And that's Galatians 6.10. Oh, my people, let's take those wise and wonderful words to heart today, now, because it's what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ desires of us what he died to help us become. That's Christ-like saints, not evil sinners. So let's go to him right now, now, through our Friday chant, asking for his divine help so we can be the kind of people of whom he's proud. All together now, oh Lord, thanks for getting me safely through this past week. You know it's been rough. What with all the anxiety, the confusion and havoc that the COVID-19 virus and all many other problems are causing? We can't seem to fix it on our own, Lord. That means we desperately need your help. Oh, Heavenly Father, with your omnipotent help and our trusting faith, we know that we can stand strong and steadfast and defeat both the virus and the unrest in our streets. So, Lord, we sincerely ask you today to give the governments and those involved in the forefront of this serious and unexpected storm the wise guidance to handle the situation properly with the least amount of loss to life and property as possible. And please help those of us who must go to work amidst all the confusion, to be responsible and to stay safe and avoid any more serious setbacks. And Lord, we fervently pray that you'll use this situation to bring a lot of backsliders back to your fold, show them the error of their ways, and please introduce a whole new flock who will embrace your love and compassion by the example that we, your faithful believers, set. Yes, Lord, please use this pandemic and the unrest in the streets as a means of restoring faith in you so that our sinful world can wake up and smell the coffee, wake up and smell it sweet and strong, Lord. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, friends, the next move is up to us. That's to keep our promises so that the Lord can keep his. Much love. And the postscript for today says, you reap what you sow, more than you sow, and later than you sow. And that's a favorite quote from Uncle Charles. That's Dr. Charles Stanley. And it's very true. You can only reap what you sow. And later than you sow it too, because you had to wait for it to grow. 
So please, let's get out there and sow good stuff now. So Jesus Christ, all the things that he's given us and talked to us about and wants us to do for him, let's get out there and do it again today. And we pray this in his awesome name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.